This episode is brought to you by Painless Pregnancy. In case you missed it, I worked with Painless Pregnancy very soon after the birth of my third baby, and honestly, I wish I had found them earlier in my childbearing journey. I am so excited to tell you all about Painless Pregnancy and how, no matter where you are in your motherhood journey, the Painless Pregnancy team can guide you through happy and healthy pregnancies, postpartum healing, and beyond. Stay tuned for our promo code so you can get 10% off of your first visit with Painless Pregnancy. Welcome to The No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to The No with Nikki Spo, where it is not about knowing everything, but about coming to know ourselves. I am your hostess, Nikki Spo, and if you aren't subscribed, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and click that subscribe button so you never, ever miss an episode. We cover so many topics from fashion and beauty to business development to motherhood and relationships, recovering from trauma, and ultimately all of the ways in which these topics lead to your eventual homecoming. Today, I am excited to host a dear friend and an incredible business person, the skin savant, Amy Peterson. Amy Peterson has been a licensed medical esthetician for over 16 years. After training at the Von Lee International School of Aesthetics outside of DC, she relocated to Seattle, where she worked for eight years as the director of the skincare division for a world-renowned plastic surgeon. She then embarked on a career journey that focused on advanced education, becoming the clinical educator for MERS Aesthetics, training hundreds of offices on Ulthera, then clinical educator for Solta Medical, working with devices like Fraxel and Clear and Brilliant. She most recently was a medical science liaison for Vivive, training physicians and offices on the newest vaginal rejuvenation treatment. Advanced education has always been at the forefront of what guides Amy's practice. In 2013, Amy relocated to Miami with a mission to create a practice that redefines luxury skincare, exudes warmth, spearheads innovation, and promotes practitioner and client education. Amy combined her years of training, expertise, and passion for revealing the most healthy version of her client's skin, cementing her practice as the gold standard in results-driven skincare solutions. Here's the real deal, though. I met Amy at the very beginning of my own sobriety journey at a time when I was really, really rediscovering myself and figuring out what I wanted to do with my own career. And watching Amy build her business into what it's become today has been hugely inspiring for me. She had the type of energy that made me pause and think, well, if she can do it, I can do it. So Amy is walking the talk and I'm so thrilled that we get to hear her story about some of the hurdles she has overcome and the courage it has taken for her to fully lean into this calling and ultimately developing a skincare empire to the stars. So with that, let's get started with Amy Peterson. Amy Peterson, my girl, welcome to The Know, where it is not about knowing everything, but about coming to know ourselves. And boy, do I know that you've been on that journey and with the development of skincare by Amy. So thank you so much, Amy, for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with me and our audience today. Thank you so much. I, um, I'm i so excited to be here. I've been following you from the very start of your journey. I remember the first time we met and you were like, I'm not sure what I want to do. And you had all these amazing gifts and qualities. And I was like, you just got to go for this, girl. Like, you can do this. And it's just, it's been awesome to watch you. So thank you so much, Amy. It's so wild when I think back to like that time. And I remember 
like I remember coming to you to like treat my skin and I'm like I'm in a therapy session because I'm here like trying to figure out what I want to do with my business but you were kind of like you were kind of revamping your own business at that time and taking your own leaps of faith and I'm thinking like okay she's doing this like she's really actually doing this like I need to bite the bullet if you will and like just jump with both feet in and you were really like a shining example of that in my life. And so, you know, once upon a time, there was an Amy Peterson who did not have this business, right? And I think that that's something that our audience and our, our listeners can want to really, really know about, right? Like, we see Amy Peterson, the skin savant, like the the esthetician to the stars and all the celebrities and I, like everybody goes to you, right? But there was once upon a time where an a Amy Peterson existed who did not have this business, and yes, you had practice in Seattle and then you had babies. So tell us about about the beginnings of, of your journey into this space. This took a long time to get here. And I often tell people like it just did not happen overnight. I think so many people are like, oh, my God, look at her and like, look at what she has. And like for me, I'm just like, oh, my God, it was just all these years. It was like always like doing the next right thing, doing the next thing that was in front of me to kind of get there. I've always been skin and beauty obsessed and fashion obsessed. I'm a true girl. Um, even though I played a ton of sports, which is crazy. I was like a tomboy and then I had this side of me. And then, you know, my love, I, I entered uh, the aesthetic scene like right out of school. And so I've only been doing this, you know, for the last 19 years. It's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. And, you know, I took every opportunity that was given to me. Now, whether or not I saw that opportunity as like what it was or at the time just needed it because... For instance, becoming a clinical educator, my husband was a resident and he didn't make a ton of money. He was a resident and neurosurgery resident for nine years. I like needed to help our family out. So I looked at it as an opportunity for a financial gain to make more money. I didn't know that at the time I was getting like a PhD in lasers. I didn't know that was my next right step. It was just like never saying no to these opportunities that landed and and kind of being a sponge for for knowledge, I was off to a great start when I went to Seattle. Um, training underneath Dr. Agrari was like exceptional. He is an amazing, I don't even think he realized how much he taught me. Isn't that beautiful? Like the teachers that come into our lives that we are like, they don't even know the impact that they have on us sometimes. He does it. And recently I just was texting with him and I was like, you just have no idea. And he's coming down to see my practice in March. And it's like crazy. It'll Get be out. No, it'll be the first time he's coming. And he just really instilled in me a lot of things that I that I hold, you know, near and dear to me today and that I also do in my daily like as a practice as a business owner. Um he was a business owner and a physician um, and a surgeon and I took a lot of examples from him. Being a trainer was one of those things that was amazing for my career. You know, my husband and I towards the end had to do 2 years long distance. He had he had moved to Miami and I stayed in Seattle for my practice um and to work there and um, that was a big sacrifice, you know, doing long distance. The second year I was pregnant by myself um, in Seattle. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was a lot. You know, I would say the one of the hardest parts of my career was when I moved to Miami. Like, it was really tough when I first moved here. I didn't know anyone. I had a brand new two-week-old baby. Um, it was a totally different ballgame than I was used to. Uh, yeah. Um <laughs> I lived in the Pacific Northwest and it's like, it's a totally like, it's night and day. It's, it's, it's like, it's just night and day. It's just like night the vibe, day. everything. Yeah, more geographically further apart and then just more for further apart. Right. Like every element of, you know, being totally. I was 30 and, um, you know, I've always loved what I did. I, I knew that I had to work. 
You know, I knew that being a stay-at-home mom wasn't going to fill my cup enough. And I knew that I would be a better mom if my cup was full. And so, you know, I, I came to Miami. I started training again, just like one day here, one day there, whenever James, you know, had I had a nanny or something. And I was really trying to learn the lay of the land here. Um, but, you know, I didn't have the support system of, of friends yet. I didn't I didn't have all those things. It was really hard to integrate into Miami. If I'm being honest, like I kind of just felt like I didn't fit in anywhere. And I also felt like if I built a practice, it kind of wouldn't fit any mold that was there. And that kept me stuck for a little bit until I realized that you actually don't have to fit in. Like being a unicorn is actually an amazing thing. And, you know, I stopped listening to that inner voice saying, you know, Miami is saturated with, you know, beauty. It's, you know, they don't need another one of these. And I just finally like shut that off, tapped in to my most inner self and was like, put, I always say I put my blinders on like a racehorse. I look straight. I didn't look left. I didn't look right. And I was like, why don't you just do this? You have 20 years of all this experience, all these pearls that you know, and why don't you just try? And you know what? If it, everything fails, you'll have a bunch of machines and you'll look beautiful for the rest of your life and you'll sit at home. <laughs> your that was my plan. And that's what I did. It's almost like I had to stop thinking, to be honest with you, because I was creating all the doubt, you know? Yeah. How, how could it be different? And what most people don't know, and I think in January I'm going to share, I'm going to show my first practice out of my house. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see that. And then what it's become today. And it was just like, yeah, I didn't start out having all this amazing stuff. And, you know, I knew that's where I wanted to go. So I think having those goals and like, you know, manifesting that, I think you talk a lot about that in your podcast. It's like stopping the, you know, the whatever's blocking you and then kind of putting those things out into the world was so important to me. And just also knowing that it may not happen right away. Like, I, you know, time takes time. You know, I look around sometimes, Nikki, and my husband reminds me of this a lot. He's like, do you ever just pause and look around and like, oh my God, this beautiful thing that I built. And I try to remind myself, but you know, mainly I'm just, I just keep going. I'm like, what else is there? You know? Well, I remember that I was coming to your office when it was like just one room, like you just had one patient room and now you've expanded so much. And I, I can't wait to see your first ever at home office, but I think you're really onto something, Amy. And I feel like this myself all the time, right? With my, my podcast, I've been doing it for two and a half years now, right? I have 130 episodes, you know, and there was once upon a time where I was the Nikki who had no episodes, zero episodes, you know? And so I think about that a lot. And I think that especially for younger entrepreneurs, not that we're not young, I think we're young. Okay. Um, but like the people, the entrepreneurs who might be just starting out on their vision, no matter how old they are. And I think what I actually mean by a young entrepreneur is like an entrepreneur who is at the beginning of their entrepreneurial journey, right? Regardless of what age they are, you can be a young entrepreneur at 50 years old, 60 years old, because you're just now starting your first ever business or idea, or you're leaping into that. And so what I think a lot of young entrepreneurs in that context need to really hear and and we, you drove it home is that it doesn't happen overnight and that time takes time. Like I wrote that down because I forget that all the time too. We think that like, okay, well, you see other people sometimes, and I don't know, you maybe have related to, well, you actually touched on it, right? Like when you're like, oh, Miami's so saturated with, in the beauty industry, like it already exists. And me too. I'm like, everybody has a podcast. Like who needs another podcast? Because nobody does it like you, right? Like, that's why so what that's why we need another skincare place because nobody does it like Amy does it 
right? Nobody knows what Amy knows in your own brain. I think it's a universal theme and it just takes, it takes like time and diligence and patience. And I remember listening to a podcast once that in podcasting specifically, it was like, there are like graveyards of five episode podcasts, right? Like there's a graveyard of them where like people start podcasts and then they do five episodes and they're like, okay, I quit. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I just think about that and how many other industries is that happening? Like, people have this dream and they go and it does. It might not take off right away. So they're like, okay, well, well, shit, I can't keep going. I can't afford to keep it going, whatever the reasons are. But there's a graveyard of all types of businesses that just, like, didn't, like, keep their own blinders on, like you said, and push forward and persevere through, like, through the through the unknown, I think what it is. Yeah, I mean it's it's there's a lot of resilience and grit built in here. Like people don't realize that it's not for the faint of heart. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people get to see like the highlight reel of owning a business, right? The Ocean Drive feature that you get put in, like when people write this beautiful article about you, right? Yeah, they don't see like the day to day, and they and honestly, I I often ask, like I tell myself, like you know what? Thank God, I love this so much that like I can weather those the hard things, you know what I mean? Because nothing that you do, even if it's your passion and that, you know, your passion is going to be easy. There's parts of it. There's elements to it that are going to be hard. You know, that there's going to be things that you don't want to do. There's going to be things that you have to push through. And as long as you, you know, you go into something that you do have that love for and that you can persevere through, like, I think that you can be really successful. We're also in this um, stage of life where everything is like immediate gratification. Like imagine like sometimes people I don't text back, like I won't text people back during this hour with you. And it's like almost people are not used to that. You know what I mean? So we're so, used so right. To immediate, immediate that I think people accessibility. Yeah. I think people think success also comes immediately and it doesn't. You know, I can tell you the couple things that I did that I know moved the needle for me was I didn't cut corners. Like even when it was easier, like I always went the longer route to get. I love that you said that, Amy. It is. It's true. Like that's playing the long game. It's not playing the short game. Like yes. it may be more painful, but in the end, it's going to make a huge difference. I knew that I only had one shot with every patient that came into my office, like one shot to make an impression. So that meant every time I saw them, it was 120%. And, you know, after a lot of 120%, you know, you, you could be exhausted, but at the same time, like that's your brand you're building. You know, someone trusts me to give them an exceptional experience and deliver exceptional results. And like, I have to do that. Like, that's why I signed up for this. And it's not just clock in, clock out. But yeah, I, I do sit in gratitude all the time that I love this because sometimes I'm like, Amy, you know, it'll just be one of those days where you're like a compounding effect of all these things going wrong. And, you know, sometimes ask yourself, what's going right? Like that can reframe, that can totally reframe you. I actually can relate to that a lot because like one of the things that I've done, Amy, is like in addition to hosting guests like you and experts, I have started doing these solo episodes, right? Where I'm like really getting out of my comfort zone and like talking by myself for like 15 minutes. And at first that was really daunting for me, but I'm like, look, I, I'm thinking about, about it and I'm thinking, look, I have advice to give. I have words of wisdom from my experience, like I'm going to do this, even if it's uncomfortable. But something that I run into is that like, that's a hugely creative process for me to sit down and do that. And almost like maybe like an artist would feel like I get blocked where it's like, there's nothing in the world that can like move me into action. And then out of nowhere, it'll be like late at night. 
and I'll wake up and I'll have something on my mind and I'll just be able to like bang it out on my yeah. on my laptop and be able to write it out. And I think part of being an entrepreneur is like being able to sustain the lulls, right? And like the inevitable plateaus in in the cycle of your business, right? So like when you finally get everything up and running and everything's smooth and everything's going well, like, okay, now this is a lull. Maybe it's a plateau. Maybe like, so it's like what you're saying, like, what's the next thing that's going to come? But also like staying rooted in the gratitude for all the things that you do have. It's like a really tricky balance. Yeah. And I think sometimes too, like what you were saying, like you're blocked. There's also like fear, right? There's also like fear, like being exposed and like, are people going to like what I say? I mean, it's not just podcasting. It's not just me. It's like all these different jobs. Like, we are, we're exposing ourselves to the world. Maybe it's the way I like to do a treatment. Is everyone going to agree with me? I don't really know. And what I've had to learn is like, I don't really care. If I'm sitting here worried about what people think about me, I'm not worried about myself. Recently with my social media person, you know, once a, once a quarter or once a month, she comes in and we film a lot of content. We film stuff sporadically too, but I tried to get the messages I want to deliver during that time. And I recently started telling her like, do not show it to me. Like, I don't want to see it because I know I was my most authentic self. Exactly what I said was exactly what I want to deliver. And I don't want to sit there and nitpick it and be like, I look like this or this or this because you just get so critical. It's like, put the information out there. I, the rest of the world can criticize me, but like, I know what I'm saying and I feel great about what I'm saying and delivering and like, put that out there. You know, it's almost like unteaching ourselves what society thinks. And you know, it could be a scary place. I I would be lying if I didn't say that I still care about what people think. Of course I do. I'm a human being. I'm allowing myself to be human, but I've really tried, I've really tried in the last couple of years to minimize like my exposure to that because I don't think it's healthy. And the other thing I would say for you and I and a lot of different people, once you start watching other people so much, it's impossible for it not to change what you're doing because you think you have to conform. Whereas like, I yeah. want that to be the case. I don't, I actually don't want to conform. All my success has come from not, I'm, I'm not conformed to people. I've actually stood out and been a unicorn. So I almost don't want that as much. I, you know, I try, I get on social media occasionally, but for the most part, I'm not really on there seeing what other people are doing. I love this. It goes back to your like putting on the blinders thing. And I think, you know, for me, like a lot of what I do is on social media. It's, it's nearly impossible for me not to pay attention. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have to get really laser focused on what it is that I'm doing and not really care about like what other people who might have a similar position to me are doing and just staying true to myself. All right, my loves, I want to pause and take a moment to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Painless Pregnancy. I have been working consistently with Painless Pregnancy since the birth of my third baby, and I truly cannot sing their praises enough, which is why I'm so excited that they have come on as a partner for the Know With Nikki Spo. Painless Pregnancy is the leading in-home concierge physical therapy company focusing on the pregnant and postpartum woman. Not only do they provide incredibly valuable services to those women in pain or dysfunction, but they also offer every aspect of wellness. This means that they take care of you during your pregnant and postpartum season of life. They keep you strong and flexible. They keep your pants dry and your sex pain free. They even do all of the body work needed to maximize your delivery. If you are currently pregnant or have ever been pregnant, you need to reach out to them. 
They are skilled in assisting with like a bajillion women-specific needs, such as pregnancy and postpartum, obviously, vaginal and C-section deliveries, pelvic floor therapy, physical therapy, diastasis recti, urinary incontinence, fecal incontinence, pelvic organ prolapse, and overall having a healthy pregnancy. I know, I know, some of this stuff is cringe, but these are like real things that happen, and oftentimes women don't want to talk about them. And you know me, I'm going to talk about it. So if you or anyone you know is on a motherhood journey, I highly recommend reaching out to Painless Pregnancy, no matter what season of motherhood that you're in. Use my code NikkiSpo10 for 10% off of your initial visit. For more information, be sure to check out the sponsors page at NikkiSpo.com or check out Painless Pregnancy directly at www.painless-pregnancy.com. Until every woman heals, having this team in your corner to take care of your body is everything. Something you also touched on, you know, being out in Seattle by yourself and doing your practice and moving here to Miami. I think it's important, at least it's been important, an important theme in my life. So I want to ask you about it specifically is, you know, how has having a high performing and achieving spouse affected your career trajectory? You know, it's so funny. Um, I remember meeting him and I was like, someone said, you're gonna, I think this like tall, handsome brain surgeon is this guy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because that always happens. You know what I mean? And then I met him and he really was a tall, handsome brain surgeon. And when you say that, it seems so intense, like you're a brain surgeon. And like, but as soon as I met my husband, like it, I don't know, that was like off the table. And we've always just been kind of even playing field. I will say, like, he is super inspiring. The man is just has this thing about him where he's so curious about the world that he like seeks like solutions, information. He makes me think about the world differently. My mom said something to me the other day. She's like, you know, you're such a, you're so different than like when you lived in Maryland when you were like 20. I'm like, mom, of course I'm different. She's like, no, I think when you're around someone enough, like you become a lot of what they are in a lot of ways. So like I do seek that information. I also, you know, I've, I do compete with my husband, so I'm not going to lie. Well, I think that's important to talk about even like and not necessarily in a bad way, but like these are real things that like real people are feeling like I always think that like if I'm feeling something, I can't possibly be the only one feeling it. No, I always felt that way. Like I felt like um, in the beginning of our relationship, it was like he was on this journey of for the, you know, higher education and he had and we were going to end up somewhere at the end of it. And I was really supportive and I was just in such a growth stage of my life in like developing my career that like I didn't notice it as much. We are also seven years difference in age. So it kind of made sense that he was further along in life. I would say once we moved to Miami and I started this journey, like the, the competition has gotten a little bit more fierce. I think it's healthier than it used to be. Like I don't I don't feel like I'm put into like a box and like just supporting him. I really do feel like we're like yin and yang and we let we're both Leos. That's cool. It is cool. We let each other's like roar at certain times and shine. And like he'll take a back seat when I'm shining. And then I'll take a back seat when he's shining. And then sometimes we shine together and sometimes we don't shine at all. Sometimes it's not good. You know, we found our balance, but we've been together for 17 years. And ultimately, like I know how proud he is of me. And like he sees his wife super happy and and like and she's doing this thing. It was the funny. He was here the other day and he walked out and I was giving him a hug. And he's like, you could never give this up. This is where you thrive because he just sees me in my element. And 
Yeah. And he's that's so beautiful, you know? And so, yes, is there a competition? Yes. Even now we have the same trainer and I'm a little competitive. I'm like, hold on. You guys have the same like personal trainer for your workouts? Yeah. Well, he just started using my guy. Plus, he's amazing. And I don't know why I find this so funny. You're like talking about like your jobs and everything. You're like, and now, and now we have the same personal trainer. Well, because my husband is so physical. He's like, ridiculously fit and he does like longevity stuff and he does stretching and I'm like so jealous because like you know I see him he's worked so hard when you see someone working like every night he does the stretches and here I am in bed not doing the stretches or on the higher dose mat and now I'm like okay I gotta get in the stretches because I see him actively doing it and his he's becoming this like super stretch person and he's like flexible super stretch person (laughs) flexible person and here I am like not doing it so it gets me like I don't know sometimes like in a lot of ways, our competition is healthy because it kind of forces the other one to be a little bit better, to tap in. Well, motivating. It's motivating. I try to stay away from the competition of like who's, you know, doing better at work or who is being the better parent. Just the other day I said to him, you know, it's fun. My boys are at the age of eight and 10 and I can tell dad is cooler now. Like I was. Yeah. Oh, no. Like five or six. I'm so scared of that. <laughs> I, don't, I know it's really sad for a little bit. And at first I couldn't help it, but take like a little offense to it. But like they're just like jiving with him, like in this yeah. male way right now. And I had one of my clients who's so smart um, and she's an older lady, looks amazing. And she said to me, why not just be happy about that? Like, why worry about it? Like, why not just be happy that you have this male role model who happens to be their dad, who's like amazing with them. And you're just not the cool cat in town right now. And I was like, you know what? You're totally right. Like, I can just be happy with that. And, you know, it's not saying they totally ignore me. They don't, but they just find him to be cooler right now. And, And guess what? He is cool. So I'm like, I'm just going with it. Well, I think that's a less like a really good lesson to, for all of us to hear because um, I think in the world of parenthood and entrepreneur, like where the bases intertwine, I think it can be a really tricky balance. And I remember listening to a podcast that Brene Brown, because I'm obsessed with Brene Brown, was talking about. It's like when you are in a partnership where you are child rearing together, and that looks different for every home, right? But when you are in that space letting like being able to have like a sort of checks and balance system with your partner or your co-parent where you're like okay well like I'm going to need a little bit of extra support today versus maybe you're going to need extra support another time and like getting on the same page and like being vulnerable enough to share those um, areas of weakness maybe and like not that they're areas of weakness but like where you might be in a little bit more need right or you might be requiring some more support and then also being able to like say all right it's my turn to step up to the plate and take one for the family and be this person for our family together. Yeah, I heard the same podcast. I love her and I sometimes use well, it. You did. You heard like, the same exact, the same one. Yeah, when she's like, I'm a two out of 10 today. Like, I need you. Yes, to fill exactly. In That's what she said. Yeah. And I sometimes say that to him. Like, I'm feeling like a two. And like, you know, he'll step up. I think those hard days are when you're both feeling like a two. When life kind of punches you in the face a little bit with a couple different things, it, it could be, you know, and it's all relative to what your human experience is. But like when you're both kind of feeling that way, that's where I feel like you're kind of halting. You're hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And like then we're just like, I think that should be a day no decisions are made. Maybe you order out. Maybe you don't care that everything's not done. Your house could be a wreck. Like, and that's really hard for a super type A person like me. But that's a day you just got to let go and show yourself some grace. And I think we all have those days. And 
yeah, as a partnership, when you have them together, it can be a little bit tougher. So I want to reiterate something that Amy just said. She said halting, right? And so like when she said in the sentence, it kind of sounded like, you know, like the actual verb, like halting, like I'm going to stop. But what you went on to explain is an acronym HALT, right? And I've heard it before also. And it's hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Like all of these factors going into your, what you said, a hu- your human experience. And that maybe those days are not the best days to make your big decisions. Yeah. I think a lot of us also like get stuck in the middle of, I have this dream and now what do I do about it? Like what made you finally believe in your dream of having this skincare company and then like put it into action like I get caught up in like the how and the why and like how am I going to do it like so there's that in-between space that you're like in the non-action space and then you're in the action space but like how do you transition into that I never had a doubt in my mind that I could do what I'm doing like I always knew that but fear insecurity all those things held me back confidence I sometimes I say to my husband, like I would tell him these crazy things like or something about my experience or something about work or something about what I'm doing. And he's like, that's really unique. I don't think a lot of people are doing like, I don't think a lot of people know that he used to try to tell me like, I think you're different. Like, I, I do think that you're you, you just do things differently. And I don't think people are doing them. And I think everyone knows that. I think everyone knows mixing modalities is the best thing. I think everyone knows, you know, the framework of the mattress and the sheets that I created. I kind of thought pe- other people knew it. My like unique proposition that I bring to the world was blocked. And I honestly think it's also about divine timing. Like I, you know, I'm I'm a pretty spiritual person. And I kind of feel like if I would have started this five years earlier, like I don't know that I would be where I'm at today. Sometimes the world gives you what you need right when you need it, not sooner, not later. Um, And things, you know, there's different blocks that are put in your way. Like maybe I had a tougher time when I first moved to Miami and, and meeting people and stuff so that I could really find my passion and what I wanted to do and the confidence to do it. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Everything happens for a reason. I will say, I think you are the only person in your way. You know, yeah. it's, it's once you can remove that that person in front of you telling you and doubting you and putting fear into your Which is you. <laughs> she's you. Which is yourself. Once you can remove that person, all sorts of things open up. I started um, saying like, I'm just not going to think about this too much. Like this is what I'm doing and I'm going to do this. Yeah. And then tomorrow I'm going to do this. And then tomorrow I'm going to do this. And slowly but surely, like huge things happen. It's so funny. All the stuff that people know, like it's not, you're not going to have like a fad diet and and maybe you will. Maybe you'll look, lose 20 pounds and look amazing in 13 days and be a miserable person. It's not like playing the long game here, but everyone always tells you consistency over time, like yields huge results. And like, that's just what I did. I got out of my own way. I was consistent over time and that's what yielded results. But people all the time have these great ideas. Execution is very different. It looks very different. I look at all these founders and I look at women such as yourself doing things and I'm like, the difference between them and everyone else, it's like, I have this idea or I think I'm going to, it's like, they actually did it. They are like, <laughs> they actually totally, did it. they just took a risk. And I think that's removing fear too, right? Because risk is scary. But, you know, I remember, you know, thinking like, what if you fail? But like, what if you fly? Like, who knows? You know what I mean? And I, and I think that this really helped me. This makes me think of um, something that I saw once where it was like something to the extent of like, 
when you see somebody else doing something that you thought of, right? You're like, oh, she started a podcast. And you're like, oh, I had that idea three years ago. I had felt that way so many times, right? Before I actually like took the leap and I started this show. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, that person has a podcast. That person had a podcast. I had an, I had the idea to do that. I, that was my idea. I'm like, that was my idea. But really it wasn't my idea. It didn't belong only to me. The yeah. difference between the two of us was that this other person pursued it. Whether she was good at it or not, she pursued it. I remember thinking like, man, the worst place to be in is in like the same place as you were last year, the year before, right? Like, you know, I want to be like trying the new things and taking the the leap of faith and like taking the risk. And and then I also thought about something when you were when you were talking about like what you don't know what you don't know until you know it, right? Like, what if you had started this company five years earlier? You maybe it would have been different. And I and I always come back to this idea that you learn your lessons in the amount of time it takes you to learn the lessons, and you'll keep repeating the same lessons over and over until you learn it. And that applies to like life in general, right? Whether that's business or relationships or parenting, whatever it is, like you don't always learn the lesson immediately. Like you need to, it's, it takes time to learn a process and a way of living that that makes sense for any given person. And you also don't know everything. That's another thing people get tripped up on. Like yeah, I started that. Like I did not know how to be a boss. I had all these machines. I knew that I couldn't have all these machines and just be doing treatments myself because I'm one person. I knew that I was going to have to have employees. I knew that I was going to have to expand. But I also had these guiding principles for myself. Like, you know, I knew that if I always was ethical about all my decisions, that really mattered. I knew that if I was a good person, like I knew that if the way that I was a leader was that I was a good person and I thought about people was it was important. I knew honesty. I knew that was something that could never change. I had to be honest about everything with my employees, with my patients. Like these are core principles that I have that like just don't change. And that guided me. And guess what? Like through experience, through sometimes challenging times, through amazing times, like I've learned, you know, leadership. Leadership isn't something I think there are like born leaders, people that can can lead a better than others just innately. But lead, a lot of leadership is also learned, right? And it's from experience. It's using our personal experience and not like poo-pooing that. Like my experience over the last four years has allowed me to be in the position that I am in today. And I think at the end of the day, like I, regardless of what happens, even being a boss and being like, I want, I, I know my employees know certain things about me and those stand very firm and true. Now, whether they always agree with me or like me or, you know, like I can't control all of those things, but I know what I can control. And I know at the end of the day, like I have to lay my head down at night and sleep and know that I did the best I could possibly do and the right thing and the right thing that's for the business. You know, sometimes I tell my employees, OK, this is this is Amy. You're a friend who's a loving woman who wants the best from you. This is where that's coming from. And then this is your boss, Amy. And we can't confuse the two because it's just it gets to be too tricky. But I've developed these things over time with experience. So if someone's sitting there and they're like, I don't know how she did it. Like I I did it while I was doing it. Like I learned it. Yeah. You, oh, my gosh. So it. important. You did it while you were doing it. I think that's really, really important to to point out, you know, like you that you are doing it while you're just like you're kind of like learning on the fly. Yeah. Like you're learning as you go, like trial and error sometimes. Definitely. And I think that holds people back. Like you need to know everything. My foundation for aesthetics was so strong. I mean, and it still is when I went into this. Like I would not do something unless I knew what I was doing. And and that that is 
years of learning your craft and and being a sponge and being exposed and doing lots of things and putting yourself in all these different positions. And I I was fortunate enough to have that in my career. But the next step is, you know, there's a whole business side to this. And, you know, I always ask myself one simple question. I was like, Amy, you know what you want when you walk in someplace. You know exactly what you want. Like, why don't you just do that? Do exactly what you want. I mean, people comment all the time on the sheets on my bed. They're super soft on all my beds. They're like, why did you do these sheets? And I'm like, because that's what I want. Like, why do you need bars? Because sometimes I get hungry when I go. So like everything here is what I think this amazing experience should be like. And even down to like, how do you want to feel? Like, I want you to feel so taken care of. Like, you don't leave here and no one, we we have your back. Like, we're going to check in on you tomorrow. Like, why do I do those things? because that's what I want. It's a simple guiding yeah. principle. What do you want for you? And then if you can do that for everyone else, I think you have a pretty amazing business model. Amy, thank you so much. Congratulations on all your success. I have loved having this conversation with you. You've dropped so, I like took so pages of notes. Like I legit took pages of notes because like I'm listening to you. Obviously I have a friend relationship with you, but and also like a professional relationship with you. And I'm just like, as a human being, you are a rock star. You are, you are a true unicorn. I have like all these pages of notes that I'm going to be referring back to when I need a pick me up because I feel like this episode is going to be so helpful, not just for me to revisit, but like for people who are entering an entrepreneurial space in their lives and might be worried about taking the next step because this was hugely inspiring. And I'm just so thankful to know you as a person and to have access to the things that you do. And thank you. Thank you for your words of wisdom today. Oh my God. Thank you so much. And I am just in awe of you. Like I do remember like the first time, first couple times we met and I was just like, this girl is just gonna explode when she takes that leap. And you did. And like, look at you. We were both taking our leap around the same time. I just started my business and you just started that. So from one woman to another, like Congratulations, and I'm I'm so impressed by you, and, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you, Amy. Special thanks to Painless Pregnancy for sponsoring today's episode of The Know with Nikki Spo. I am so grateful to have had the opportunity to heal with Painless Pregnancy after the birth of my third baby, and I want everyone out there to know that they can have happy, healthy pregnancies with the professional help and guidance of the incredible team at Painless Pregnancy. Use my code NikkiSpo10 for 10% off of your first visit and check out painless-pregnancy.com for more information. Thank you so much for listening to The Know. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams. 